Hello, welcome to Cherry Beckert's GovCom podcast, where we discuss current government contracting trends, compliance matters, and best practices to guide government contractors forward. My name is Eric Poppy. I'm a senior manager in Cherry Beckert's government contract uh, government contractor service group, and with me today is Neil Bagan, a principal in our risk advisory practice. Neil, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks as always for having me, Pop. So today, Neil, we are giving an update on CMMC as of February 2022. So you know, jumping right into it. Um, we know there has been some some movement with CMMC 2.0, and there's also been some drama too. So can we just start off of like, where do we currently stand with everything that's going on? Oh man, we're gonna try and sum this up as quickly as we can, but yes, the drama has continued to ensue. Uh, updates have continued to be made. There has been movement on pretty much all sides as it relates to CMMC 2.0. We really could start anywhere, Pop, but for purposes of podcast, where do you think we should start? You know, I feel like everyone loves reality TV, so let's start with the drama. Let's go right there. Yeah, so CMC has long been known for being fraught with some sort of drama in and around, um, you know, surrounding the program itself, surrounding the, the relevant parties. Probably the, the most recent thing to, to note is that Katie Arrington, uh, often thought of as kind of the godmother, if you will, of CMMC, and, and certainly one of the uh, kind of uh, figureheads of it over the years, obviously was in, in battle with the DOD last year over uh, a dispute of uh, whether or not she uh, released classified information, ironically enough, when you're thinking about uh, everything we're setting out to protect here um, with CMMC. Uh, she has settled out of court uh, with her lawsuit against the DOD. She's actually, if I'm not mistaken, running for political office uh, this year. Um, and her position has been dissolved um, uh, in the wake of that. Uh, the folks that reported up to her, kind of her department, if you will, has been moved along with the whole charge for the CMMC program underneath now the DOD's uh, CIO's office. So certainly a lot of changes kind of teamed with drama um, uh, in and around CMMC that continue to happen. Um, CMMC 2.0 coming out, kind of streamlining some things uh, and, and reacting to what folks had been asking for in the market in terms of um, being a little uh, easier to um, take on and digest in kind of the small and medium business uh, community. Certainly start to see some ripple effects from that coming out in CMMC 2.0, uh, some of which is still somewhat in theory, but you're starting to see things in execution now as well. Uh, with some of this movement that you've seen, again, this is on the, the DOD side themselves, uh, moving the uh, responsibility for the program underneath the CIO's office. But there's also been some movement even on kind of the, what we think about kind of the intermediary kind of middleman, if you will, of the CMMC accreditation body. Um, there was uh, a change in leadership there. Jeff Dalton, who's long been affiliated uh, in different roles with CMMC AB since its inception, has now taken over as chairman of the AB as well. So uh, changes afoot, and I'm sure there will be changes to continue to happen uh, with this program as it continues to, to roll out. So it seems like a lot of this was going on at the same time that GAO issued a report that criticized DOD in the rollout of CMMC 1.0. You know, I know that there was some criticism around not effectively communicating and, you know, informing the stakeholders. So I guess you know, what have there been any real changes with uh, we actually actually you know to take a step back we also have heard that some myths have been 
busted with this rollout. So can you talk about some of the updates to 2.0 and what those myths were? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so when 2.0 came out, you know, it, it was looked at as a uh, kind of a monumental revamp and oh, they've, they've streamlined it and almost watered it down so much that what value will it really hold and so forth. And some of that stuff's been been walked back a little bit, even by the DOD themselves. Probably the most important one, if you remember from one of our previous podcasts and some of the other thought leadership we have out there explaining the difference between 1.0 and 2.0, you know, going from the original five levels and boiling it down to three, um, you know, this level, what is now under CMC 2.0 level two, uh, which took the place of the previous level three and 1.0, uh, level two uh, was thought to have this bifurcation, meaning, um, you know, Previously, if you were level three, you had to get an external assessment by that certified third party assessment organization, the C3PAO. Um, when CMC 2.0 came out, there was a lot of chatter around a depleted or, or excuse me, a reduced a reduction in the number of companies that would need that and then a pretty significant reduction at, at that. So if you think about a rumor that um, and then he came out and said, well, no, this bifurcation has been removed from CMMC model by the DOD, and you're kind of like, where, where are we falling on this? The fact is that the DOD still reserves the right to um, designate certain level two contracts for annual self-attestation, but this is certainly uh, considered to be the exception more than norm um, and, and pretty much infrequently applied. So the idea now is that those folks that are still pursuing level two, again, this would have been the folks that were uh, exploring level three previously, the majority of those are still going to need to have an external assessment done by C3PO. And that was a, a big thing. Because again, when people saw 2.0, they said, oh, I'm back to a self-assessment. I don't have to worry about this anymore. Uh, you know, can save money from external auditor fees and so forth. And that has been walked back uh, by the DOD fairly significantly. So that population has, has uh, ballooned once again of folks that will need those assessments. Um, the other rumor was that uh, once the interim rule is in place that that the existing DOD contracts will immediately be modified to incorporate CMMC requirements. The fact of the matter here is um, the requirements will not be retroactive and will only be incorporated into new or recompeted procurements after the rulemaking. This was always thought to be the case before the interim rule that uh, CMMC was not going to be retroactive uh, or mods. It was really going to be for for new competition. Um, and if you think about where we are now, They've come out since 2. Point, uh, excuse me, since 2.0 to say that this interim <clears throat> rule uh, process, it really the, the, the rulemaking process, is expected to take anywhere between nine to 24 months. And Pop, you and I know, having worked uh, in and around and alongside the federal government for years, I know where I would put my money on that nine to 24 range, but we'll just leave it at that for the time being. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, the the the, the uh, fact is that. The actual requirements will not happen until after that nine to 24 months, uh, wherever it falls on that uh, is completed. OK, so, you know, companies now with this with these changes, with these um, myths that we know how this might really impact a company, what should companies be doing now with CMMC? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. One one myth that I also wanted to, to kind of bust was after 2.0 came out, one of the things they did away with were the, the practice maturity. So if you remember, you had to be um, documented and managed and so mm -hmm. forth. And that was considered to be a, a huge burden on a lot of companies. And when 2.0 came out and did away with the practices, the thought was like, oh, we don't have to have anything documented. This is great. 
Now, um, again, nobody's gone through this yet, uh, so this is somewhat speculation on my part, but uh, there is no way that companies are going to be able to demonstrate compliance without documentation, is my opinion. Um, as an auditor, having done this for, for decades, that documentation is still going to need to exist in order for you to be quote unquote auditable is kind of what we refer to it as, you know, kind of using that old, if it's not documented, it's not done. However, I will put a caveat behind this, like I do with many things about CMMC is I don't think the documentation uh, itself is going to need to be as extensive as once thought. So a lot of what was happening at the beginning of CMMC when people were looking to be out on the cusp and get out in front of things and really document kind of A to Z soup to nuts, they were coming up with hundreds and hundreds of pages of documentation. While I don't think that level of detail uh, will be required going forward for CMMC 2.0, the thought that you are going to be able to just breeze through a certification process, especially if it's not a self-attestation, especially if you are being assessed by a certified third-party assessment organization, um, the thought that you could do that without any documentation uh, in place to me is is, is nonsense. Um, well, so um, I want to touch on that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's one thing to jump to that. If even if you're self-certifying too and giving that affirmation of compliance, you still have to worry about False Claims Act a little bit and having justifying and showing if you get you know called out. So there's that element as well. That's, that's absolutely still. right. Yep. And and uh, that's a good plug right there. Pop uh, beyond this podcast. One of our webinars that we did recently, uh, we did have um, outside uh, uh, legal representation that did talk about the impact of False Claims Act. So certainly for folks looking for more information on there, be sure to uh, tune into that, that you can get to from our website. Um, but along with that, I wanted to get back to your, your other question, Bob, in terms of what should companies be doing now? And, and I, I wanted to segue in the, the policy and procedures aspect of it, because I do think it's still important that folks are preparing. I mean, at the end of the day, and, and no more relevant is this now with everything that's going on uh, in, in Russia and Ukraine, and there's certainly an, uh, a, an increase in, in cyber attacks due to that uh, escalation over there alone. Um, there are, is still the threat that's out there. It doesn't matter whether or not CMMC, and we've said this all along, it doesn't matter if it goes away completely. It doesn't matter if it gets the name gets changed. You add a couple numbers behind it, whether it's 2.0, 3.0, whatever. That does not minimize the risk that really this whole program was set out to mitigate, right? Um, you know, cyber threats are, are constantly escalating. They present a, a persistent threat to contractors and therefore all along, it didn't matter when the uh, CMMC 1.0 was released uh, way back when, I can't even remember now because like so many others, my, my internal calendar is, is not as, as good as it once was. Uh, but certainly uh, years ago, this was something that we always told folks, uh, it doesn't matter if you're just doing it for compliance sake, these are good practices that should be instilled in every every company, be it a defense contractor or otherwise, just because of the persistent threat uh, that is around us today. Um, and therefore, we are still consulting with companies and still letting others know to don't wait, to not wait, excuse me, to not wait until the rule is made final to react. This is something you should be instilling in your business uh, as part of your overall um, corporate strategy as part of your overall uh, increase in your security posture, uh, which is just good practice in this day and age. Uh, so again, while the rulemaking progress, uh, excuse me, process may take a while, uh, we are highly encouraging and actively helping companies prepare for CMMC 2.0 now. Um, 
with that said, that's kind of our advice. There's still some TBDs being worked out, one of which that impacts uh, many people in and around the Beltway and well beyond is uh, reciprocity that is still being uh, figured out with um, the Department of Defense. FedRAMP is certainly up there. You hear uh, FedRAMP all the time. FedRAMP, as many know, is rooted in uh, uh, NIST 853, which is really the big brother to CMMC, uh, especially CMMC 2.0, which now is based on um, kind of a subset of NIST 853, which is NIST 800-171. So there has been some thought about reciprocity there. There's also been some thought about reciprocity of your cloud service providers um, whether or not they are already in a FedRAMP certified cloud uh, or not, uh, or if they meet um, uh, similar standards. So that is still being worked out. There are things that I think you are going to see acted upon, um, ideally anyway, in a more swift capacity based on the movement that we talked about, that this now being placed under the DID uh, uh, CIO's office, uh, teamed with the increased um, interest uh, that you mentioned pop from the GAO report that's obviously uh, forcing some reaction and I think welcome reaction that will help uh, get this program off uh, off the ground and um, and ultimately finding its way into contracts and ideally making a difference in protecting the information that at the end of the day was the goal from the beginning. Yeah, that's a really good point and the cost, you know, if you start now, probably less painful later, just like everything else. Uh, be able to control costs more, which those are allowable. So yeah, trying to get in front of it. Very good yep. point. Yep, and there are are some also some incentives that are being considered by the DoD to encourage you know early adoption and certification. Um, there are several firms um, now in the United States that have been approved um, to provide uh, certification services. Uh, we as Chair Becker are actually in queue, so we hope to be able to announce on a future podcast that we are one of those firms. But the DOD is considering um, incentives such as, uh, you know, providing a four-year expiration of certification rather than three, for example, uh, for, for early adopters. So they are really looking to, to get some momentum uh, with this 2.0 uh, launch, you know, a few months ago with having actual C3PAOs in the field able to certify folks because they too do not want folks waiting around just for a rule uh, in order to make the decision. Uh, to protect their company and the data and ultimately um, you know our national security very true well cool well i think that's all we have time for today neil thanks again for giving us the update on cmmc 2.0 and everyone please stay tuned for more updates as they get rolled out we will make sure to push them out as quickly as we can thank you neil thank you pop appreciate it